Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Hardline, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia here on WBN. A beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful day. Gorgeous. 11.08. Just 52 more minutes of this for you. We got Joe Beamer in the studio. Blind Joe. And also, I'm really happy to have with me today Trisha Turner, who is GOP chairwoman of Ontario County. She's someone whose view on politics locally, regionally, statewide, and nationally, whose view I really, truly value. I have since we met, and um, you know, I've called often. You know, not infre- not not often, but not infrequently, we'll call her for her input on things political and otherwise. Her support for President Trump is indissoluble, and uh, and uh, Tricia, you have looked at uh, your county and New York twenty seven, which is a a focus of yours, and you've seen a problem with women in the Republican Party, haven't you? Absolutely, it's for me. It's it's um, it's been very important. It's been a focus of mine to to really engage women first off in politics. Our role is very critical in politics. I feel that we have a different perspective. Not just Republican politics. You're 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 concerned across all party lines. Well, of course. I mean, but certainly, I would like to see right. um, women also enter into uh, the, the Republican politics as well. There is certainly much less Republican women than in, in the Republican side than on the Democratic side, and you know, and I really feel that. When you really break down the issues and and how um, how we're affected personally, our families, our our way of life, that the Republican Party, the messaging of the Republican Party, is more consistent with a lot of the issues that are important to women. Right. N- national security, um, have making sure that their their you know their children when they go out into the workforce that there's jobs waiting for them. Uh, look at New York right now. Look at the issues that the Democratic Party, under a one-party rule, have put at the forefront when they had the control and the ability to control what legislation is going to be passed. Look at the issues they put at the forefront. Late-term abortion, um, uh, making sure that um, el- that illegal immigrants um, have free college education, um, and all the other issues that have come, uh, the driver's licenses, and right. all the issues. Where are Where's the concern for uh, for us as a region, um, for jobs, the economy, and all the things that actually matter 
to to us as moms and 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 for us as um, families. The, the, the Democrats believe that the wedge issue that keeps that helps them retain female voters and blocks female voters from joining the Republican efforts or even independents leaning toward Republican votes. They think the issue that is a wall is abortion. And do you think that that's the only thing that women are concerned about? I have to tell you something. I have friends of mine that are Democratic women that are appalled by what has just passed. Now, people don't really actually understand what's just passed. But as they're starting to understand a little bit more, um, certainly the po- the popularity of late-term abortion is at 15, 15.15% or less. It is not a popular issue. And so I have women that are Republican women that are pro-choice in the Republican Party. I have friends that are Democrats that are obviously are pro-choice, and they are appalled. Now, if you really look at the language in the bill, it you know, and people will argue with you, oh, it's between a woman and her doctor, and it's 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 a it's a, a life issue. It's the the woman's life. Actually, no, the language in the bill now says for the health of the mother. Health could be mental health. Right. It could be that she's stressed. It really is anything. It now has allowed the interpretation of that law allows for abortion on demand for pretty much any reason. It is not. And oh, by the way. At any time, too. At any time. And oh, by the way, now it's actually less safe. It now can be performed by non-doctors. So if this was an actual life issue, then you tell me. You know how is how is this that a do, a non doctor can make this decision with a woman? It is uh, yeah, not a right life before, issue. Right before dilation, correct? You know what I mean? like, and nine so, months. And so, you know, I think that they crossed a line, and it's going to be interesting to see in future elections how that plays out. Because now all these people, all these legislators, are on record for voting for this. In my mind, it, it's it's. It's a barbaric, barbaric law. And all those all those legislators now are going to be on record when they run again. And how is that going to play out? I actually think that even people who are pro-choice are appalled by this. I, I think that's just as cut and dried as it can be, uh, the, the, the late-term abortion stuff. It's cut as – I think it – believe me, I'm not an expert in women's issues, but I think it's going to turn some women a, away from the Democratic Party. Having said that, though, how does how your your experience with women, you know, on the stump, part, campaigning all across the uh, the, the region? Uh, I see you in events far outside of Ontario County all the time, talking to women across the state. What do women think of uh, illegal aliens uh, holding uh, driver's licenses? Certainly, there is concern um, where this is going, and. You know, and additionally, the other issue that, you know, you have to talk about when we talk about them, you know, holding uh, driver's licenses is that, you know, that the way that it's set up now, it is allowing them to be able to enroll to vote. Right. Right. And, you know, for, you know, we keep hearing how we're so worried about other countries that are, you know, as you know, trying to impact our elections. I'm not sure you know, how that, you know, how are we not concerned about that? These right. are some people that are not from our countries that now have that have their hands in our elections. And but so how do you handle when people because this happens to me all the time when people when you take on an issue like that, 
by the horns like you just did. You don't mince any words when you talk. You don't mince any words when it comes to late-term abortion. You don't mince any words in any of these pet issues of the left. What happens when – because you get blowback like I do. You get called stupid all the time and, you know, by, by people on the left who just can't argue the facts. How do you handle that as a woman, as a woman leader? Well, first off, um, I could tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm actually um, a creator and administrator of the largest Women for Trump page in the, the country. Right. I have, if you go right now to- It was the first, and yes, then it grew fast. Yes, if you look at the top, I, the top of the page, there's a picture of me wearing a fluorescent pink shirt that says Women, Women for Trump on it, and- um, you know, and I'm standing behind President Trump, and this is right here in Buffalo. I know, actually. I know. I, I, I you put were, you there. I put you in <laughs> those seats. Right. If you Absolutely. And that was a, that picture went all over the world. So I had to sneak those signs in, um, yeah. those pink signs. I actually um, put them behind my shirt, on, behind my back. Because and your I, posture was perfect <laughs> for just a short time, right? <laughs> and there weren't women for Trump signs at that time. Yeah. So I like to say I like to think I create. I'm the original woman for Trump. Right. Uh, before they uh, the campaign Not took far hold off. of it. And uh, and so you know, and in administrating that page, uh, don't you don't think I don't get daily comments from people threatening my life, uh, calling me names, telling me how stupid I am. Uh, they don't know who I am. They just you know they send it to the message right. part of the page, and I'm used to it. I'm, yeah. I'm actually I'm I'm absolutely used to it. It doesn't phase me at all. Um, and does you know, it make you feel stronger? I you know I just I know where my support is for the president. I know what I'm doing is impactful um during the election uh you know right now currently uh the page has about two hundred and fifteen thousand women on it but during the election the reach of that page was seven and a half million yep, yep. and i would create um all kinds of things and get the messaging out and and i and what i loved about that page is you know the what you're talking about women being really it's demeaned and and, and people they absolutely despise women that are strong for Donald Trump. Right. And because of that, um, you know, they, you know, I had women who'd come to my page and they finally felt like they found a place that they were safe to say that they supported the president. Maybe right. they couldn't, weren't brave enough. Not everyone, I'm, I'm one of those, you know, strange people that can <laughs> say what I feel at all times. But not everyone is like me, and I, and I identify that. So I, was, I felt pretty good about creating a venue for women to go somewhere in a community of people that it was a safe place to, to say how they felt about the president. And believe me, there are lots of women. They're just not as loud about right, it. Right, right. I'm going to go to a commercial break, and then I'm going to come back and take every single one of these calls that are on the board. Do not hang up. This is going to be a very quick break. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia on Hardline. I'm here with Trish Turner, one of the smartest women that I know. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hardline. <laughs> Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia. Joe Beamer on the turntables. Michael Caputo in with Trish Turner, who is the, the Republican chairwoman of the County of Ontario Committee. And uh, we've got some callers on the line that want to talk about everything from New York 27 to David Bellavia. And I'm, I'm going to open up to your questions um, whatever, 8030930 is, I guess that's what David calls the Republican line. 
I don't know why that's the Republican line, but we're going to call that the Republican line as well. And uh, David also has a Democrat line. I guess he's trying to make sure there's no fighting on when everybody's on hold. Um, 644-9875 is for Democrats. 803-0930 is for Republicans. Or what the heck, just call us whatever you want to call us. Jerry in Grand Island, what's happening? Hi, Jerry, you there? Great. Everything's great. I'm here. Good, good. What's going on? You know, I'll tell you why I called in and why I would wait on the phone for so very long. You did. The magnitude of this is really not understood by most people, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you were in the military, Mr. Cook. Yes, sir. I respect that, and I, too, served. Uh, I'm 100%. Um, but people that served, they understand something, and I'll explain it in a way that I think everybody can understand. I, I recently purchased a car. The finance manager referred to my salesman, you know, fondly and, uh, you know, with humor as a paper soldier because he spent most of his time being a recruiter. Uh-huh. And now, you know, I might joke with him, too, about that. However, I joke with him from a position of I know how important he is yep. to me, to you, to David Caputo and everybody else. And so I took the time to tell him, you know, you know, that's funny and everything, but the truth is, He's every bit as important as me or anybody else who got shot on the front line or, or who it is. Because when you give yourself to the military, you become one of many. And that right. mentality is what makes us what we are. And that's why veterans have that camaraderie. And if you don't feel and experience that, that's because you did something wrong. Now, in David Caputo's case... In that's David Bellavia. That's all right. People do it all the time. They actually, he gets mad when people call him David Caputo because it really affects his reputation. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh, he could be calling him Jerry, and that would be really rough. But here's the deal, okay? He, uh, he said it without even saying what I'm telling you, and I explained that story for a reason. He said, I'm just one of the guys that did what I had to do on that day, Okay. And, and he is so right, you know. On that day, at that time, when we needed David Bellavia, he stepped up. And he didn't step up in the eyes of Jerry or in the eyes of Mr. Caputo. He stepped up in the eyes of, of everyone. He did. Congress. And this is such an unusual and, and a, a, a blessed award to get that we all get. You get it. I get it. I mean, I feel it. I feel it for him. And I can understand he feels the decorum of having been in the military and the gravity of the situation. And to have that simply dismissed, you know, as, hey, did you hear he's getting the Congressional Medal of Honor with all the pop and circumstances that should go with it, you know, is, is a little bit, it's hard. You know, and like, like you said, he lives the moment. I don't think it's so much that he's got to live the moment now all the time. I think that now, uh, more than ever, he's going to be humble and recluse and, you know, I mean, because it's such an honor. He's trying to gather his thoughts. I don't know how he's going to do it, but uh, I'm sure you're going to hear some words to the effect of, I was just that guy on that day. You know, Trisha, for that. Uh, Jerry, thanks a lot for that thought. Trisha, that's the Bellevue you know. I mean, you, you had no idea that he was, uh, he was Audie Murphy when you met him. You had no idea that he was a hero's hero. No, I mean, when my first time I spoke to David, I was, uh, I I knew that he was a, an authentic person, that he legitimately cared, um, and and he was a pure soul. I knew that the first conversation I had with him, and um, you know, he never spoke of of anything that he did or what you know what he's 
was being honored for in the past or anything. He was just someone who, um, you know, as soon as I met, I had an instant connection with because I could tell that he was someone that was, he was just someone that cared. I mean, he really does. He cares about, and I think that came through in, in his service. I mean, he is just someone who is honorable, and that's why he deserves the honor that he's receiving now. He does. And Before we go on commercial break, and everybody that's on the phone, we're going to get to you. Trisha is going to stay with me for the rest of the hour. I should have just invited you for the two hours. <laughs> I hope I haven't jammed you up today. No, I'm good. But uh, uh, you're, you're a great partner on the radio. I love having you on. The, uh, uh, I want to tell some people this, a story about David, but he would not approve of me telling. But if you're on the air, I'm in on hold right now, do not go anywhere. Kevin, Kevin, John, Tony, don't go. Trish and I are going to take your calls in a minute, all right? But someone or texted and said, could someone explain why David alone is getting the medal? He credits his whole troop. What specifically did he do that set him apart in a sincere question this is? First of all, the Medal of Honor is only given to individuals. And the people who gain, who, who, who earn these medals all suffer from the same thing that David is suffering from. And that is David believes that he would not be alive today if it weren't for his uh, battle buddies. And that, uh, that they would not be alive today, he probably doesn't think of this, but they would not be alive today if it weren't for him. And yet for some reason he's the only one that gets the award. And he doesn't feel like it's fair. He doesn't. I can tell you that. And, and that's I, I can explain why he's getting the medal, because he, uh, he stood out among heroes in one unit. And David believes, and he's told me, because I was 25th Infantry, but it was not wartime. I never deployed. I deployed overseas for war games, but never war. And I always feel myself like I'm Beetle Bailey. I've always compared myself to Beetle Bailey. And David, at t in quiet times, driving around, talking to each other, he says, stop referring to yourself as Beetle Bailey. You could have been sent to war as much as I could have been sent to war. Everybody who serves in the military is a, uh, is a hero. I don't know if I could agree with that. Because to me, David Bellevue is my hero. And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why. And i got two minutes to tell this. I'll tell it fast. And then Trisha and I will be right back. David and I became involved together uh, trying to return to America to repatriate the remains of 13 American Navy uh, sailors from the USS Intrepid. Uh, they, uh, two of them uh, uh, were, were, were officers. The other 11 um, uh, uh, enlisted men, scallywags. They, 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 they were killed in 1804 attacking the Tripolitan Harbor right outside of Tripoli on – and uh, their bodies washed ashore from a boat. And a uh, short way around the barn, they were fed to wild dogs, dragged through the streets, and dumped in a hole, a mass grave. And they're still there on the shore of Tripoli. And David and I are so upset about that, and he's so upset about it, that we wanted their bodies back. And David and I went and lobbied Congress with the families, with the Wadsworth family, by the way, of western New York. You know, and with the Summers family from New Jersey. And we were lot we have a unanimous approval from the House. And we were getting unanimous approval from the Senate. And who pulled the bill? We had a meeting before the vote in the Senate, and Senator John McCain said, Don't worry to the families. I'm taking care of this. This will all be fine. We'll do this. He walked into the Senate a cloakroom and pulled the bill and made sure it never got a vote. 
And I was so angry, and David was so angry. And as that was coming down, David thought, I have to, I have to say something about Senator McCain on this. But I told him, David, that could affect your Medal of Honor. And he says, what kind of honor do I have if I don't criticize the senator for being dishonest? And he did. I believe that delayed this Medal of Honor, something he deserves so much, so much. And the bravery he showed, even with John McCain. We'll be right back after these messages here on WBEN. Welcome back to Hardline. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia. In studio today with Joe Beamer and also Trisha Turner, who is the GOP, the Republican chairwoman of Ontario County. I believe just outside our listening audience. We don't know where that line is to the east of us. But uh, we've got a lot of callers waiting to talk to us. Uh, and I want to go immediately to Kevin and Pendleton. Kevin, how are you? Uh, good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Madam Chairwoman. Um, Michael, good morning to you. Good morning. Great. Good morning. David, man. Um, listen, um, I, and Michael could, could vouch for me. He'd tell you, look, I'm, I'm an independent. Uh, the Republican Party once shared my values and worldview, you know, and hopefully they'll come back to that again. But, you know, it seems as though I'm concerned about next year that the Republican Party leadership here in upstate and western New York still haven't learned the lessons from um, the last election and in the 27th district. And let me tell you what I meant, okay? When we look at the slim margin in which uh, 140,146 Republican votes to the Democrats, 139,059, okay? And Republicans, registered Republicans are voting with their feet, okay? And when we, I look further and I see 5,973 votes went towards, nobody's talking about this guy, Larry Pisgah, who independents like myself and Democrats and Republicans voted for, because I couldn't in good conscience vote for Nate McMurray because he showed no integrity. But at the same time, Mr. Collins really had a lot to be desired for. And when you're telling me that voting and supporting a Republican candidate, because, you know, right now with the current feel that we have, everybody's talking about how much they love Trump and who voted for him or not. That doesn't have an impact or difference in my life. The Democrats are on point when it comes to the issues. Uh, I may not agree with a lot of it, but this is the stuff that people want to hear. Okay? And I think that this, this coming election here, if you guys don't listen to the people, right, we're going to end up a lot worse than where we are. Interesting stuff, Kevin. I want to tell you. On the air, off the air, uh, Trish and I have talked about this a lot. And Trisha, at the center of this, at the core of this, are voters that we lost, mm-hmm. including women. Mm-hmm. You agree with that, Kevin? Yes, and some of them are still here. And 5,000 right. of them, including myself, didn't vote for either candidate. And this could further expand some more to individuals who wouldn't vote at all. Because the, the party, let's get, let me ask you this, Michael. Um, something is definitely wrong with our system. When David ran against um, Chris Collins the last time, he got six of the eight counties. Am I correct? Yes. Right. But because he didn't get Erie County, which is the most populated of all, which, tell the average guy out there, how can you justify a system like that, right? Yeah. The heavier population. Why can't we have the chairman of the New York Republican Party be the good madam chairperson? from flyover country or somewhere. As far as I see, 
the Republicans are playing us just like the Democrats as far as following that whole system. Why can't we have the chairman of the Republican Party be someone from one of those little counties like Monroe or, 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 or something like that? Or by the way, Monroe. So, uh, by the way, Monroe. Today or yesterday, the chairman, yes. the Republican chairman, resigned in Monroe. Did you hear that, Kevin? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Rylick, who somebody I've known for a while, you've known him a long time. Oh, yes. This is actually kind of a shakeup. But tell us about the lost voters, the, 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 the voters that the Republicans lost, the women, for example. I mean, is Kevin right? Is there, does there need to be a redirection of the Republican Party, not just in New York, New York 27? I mean. Well, I mean, I will tell you personally, um, you know, as a, as a, not only am I the chair of Ontario County, I also serve as the Finger Lakes regional chair. So I'm one of the vice chairs for the state chairman. And, you know, it was clear to me, I agree with you, the Republican Party, it's gone completely in New York, was going down the wrong path. And we were losing um, lots of Republicans just based on the fact of that they, I don't believe, really believed in us anymore as a party. And to the point where I actually put together a forum uh, back a few months ago just for the state chairman to come in and um, Nick Langworthy, who is the current chair of Erie County Republican Party, um, was able to come and do a um, head-to-head combat. And during that time, um, it was clear as a bell. Because for me, I just wanted to let everyone understand that this is a critical time for us as a party. And the voters in, in, in our registered Republicans in across New York, they count on us for leadership, and we can't just keep doing business as usual anymore. Right. I think and, that's what that's what Kevin's saying. And so, what we did is in the forum, the the the, the I had uh, twenty three county chairs come in. I had thirty counties representative. People do care about. I could tell you right now, leadership in Republican Party, we actually do care about where this is going. And honestly, it wasn't. It was our upstate contingency that took hold of the reins. We're so used to being told. Downstate controls everything. Downstate controls elections. Down and I, you know, personally, I said, I'm no, actually, I'm going to take charge in this. I'm going to put together a forum. I'm going to allow there to be a contrast. And in that time, we were able to see that uh, Chairman Langworthy is going to be a much stronger uh, leadership. And you know, we as as county leaders, we need to listen to people like you. We need to hear what you're telling us and what issues matter to you and what kind of candidates are we putting forward and. You know, that's that's part of it. That's the only way we're going to create an organic movement from the ground up. Kevin, thanks off for your call. Um, you're always welcome to call. I always appreciate it when you call. Thank you very much. I want to go to Kim in Orchard Park. How are you doing, Kim? Good. Hi, Michael. Hi, Tricia. How are you? Oh, it's Kim Bowers. Oh, hey, Kimmy how you Bowers. doing? How you doing? Good. How are you? This now, this, uh, Kim is the uh, from Erie County, uh, and she is, was recently elected chairwoman of New York State Republican Women Federation. I was, yes, I was at our at our conference in April in Saratoga, where I spent the uh, couple days with Trisha and many of our other great women around the state. And appreciate you letting me uh, jump up. Of course, of course. Uh, I know you were talking to Trisha earlier, um, who's doing a fantastic job as not only the county chairwoman of uh, Ontario County, but she's also my counterpart. She's the Mon- the um, Ontario County Republican um, Women's Club president as well. So. She she wears many hats, but yeah. um, I just kind of wanted to give a plug for for us as a Republican women's organization. We're really trying to build Republican women up, not only from just a participation standpoint and learning more about politics, but you know, to your point earlier, getting more involved and interested in running for 
for public service. And, and, you know, I think we're starting to see that a little bit more. I think um, women are feeling a little bit more confident in the ability to get out there and, you know, take on that challenge. And, you know, it's always usually the excuse that they have, um, oh, I have family to take care of, you know, I'm the soccer mom and I'm this and I'm that. But they're finding a way to do it, it all. And I think that's fantastic. Well, tell me, where, where can people find out more about uh, the Republican Women's Federation? So, um, obviously, from a local standpoint, if you're Erie County, uh, you can go to ECFRW. That's Erie County, Repo- uh, Erie County Federation of Republican Women. But for short, it's ecfrw.com. That's our local website. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram. And then if, you're, if, you know, if, you, if they have friends or family or family members or neighbors or whomever around the state, they can go to NYSFRW to see if there's a club in their area. And if there's not, they should reach out because we are making a huge, um, a huge membership campaign this year to get more county Republican women involved in starting up clubs. And we have found, as I've been um, making a few trips around the state, that we do have clubs throughout the state that are not part of our organization. So we're just... Uh find out why and get them more involved and become a more unified organization. Well, first off, I'm, I was very proud of Kim. She, When she told me that she was interested in running to be uh, the president of the Federation, I supported her wholeheartedly and very excited. Um, you know, and I know that she's going to do great things across the state for bringing more women in. So she not only holds the, the local uh, president's position, but as a statewide, she can have an impact across the state. And so it's actually a very exciting time in New York uh, for the Republican Party, because right here in Western New York, we have the president of the Women's Federation. We now have our new state chairman, incoming state chairman coming in as Nick Langworthy. And the the, the power that is now that's coming from from Western New York and the the Buffalo region is is actually immense in the impact that it's going to have across the state. It's actually very exciting. And and I'm looking forward to seeing great things happen. And you hit the nail on the head a little a little bit ago, Tricia, because everybody's so used to you know Republican um, Republican leadership coming from downstate, and we always think, well, you know, we have no input, we have no say from the Western New York area. But to your point, now I mean, now we actually have a chance to be, you know, back out on the map and show people who we are and what we can do, and and we're not afraid to go across the across the state. You know, we'll. We'll do what we have to do to get more people involved. Well, I will also go as far as saying that I feel that the Republican Party has been run through the lens of New York City. And because of that, a lot of times we have candidates that maybe were good candidates, but they become watered down. They try to appeal to New York City. Everything has always been about how do we get New York City? How do we get the number up in New York City? And of course, we need to have a certain percentage from New York City. But once you start watering down our candidates, that then gives the evolution of Larry Sharp coming out, who then becomes the stronger of the candidates. And all that does is erode our support, our enthusiasm. What they need to do is change the approach and start putting forth candidates, just as our caller mentioned earlier. Listen to them. Listen to what matters to them. What kind of candidates do we want? We can no longer pick candidates that are not going to excite our voters. The only way we're ever going to win a statewide election or have any impact across the state is the day that we get serious, we start early, we come become unified, and we pick candidates. And I do believe that with this new lens that we have, this new opportunity we have, we can pick authentic candidates that actually excite voters. And that's the way you win elections. Mm-hmm. 
Kim, thanks a lot for calling in. We do have to pay some bills. We'll be right back after these messages here on Hardline WBEN. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hardline here on WBEN. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia. Joe Beamer on the turntables. <laughs> Just a few more minutes here. My, I'm, I'm very honored to have as a guest today, Trisha Turner, who is the GOP chairman in Ontario County. Um, and I asked Trisha to come on because I... I I really appreciate her insight on all things politics. And you guys asked me to introduce you to people who inform me. So that's what I've done here. And uh, I, I think that Trisha's view, uh, shared by Kim Bowers, it's nice of her to call in from Erie County, uh, actually the New York State Republican Women Federation now. Um, Trisha's view, Kim's view, all the views of the women in this party, Sue McNeil, so many others. In the New York State Republican, the, the women of the New York State Republican Party made the change in statewide leadership. You guys did. You know you did. Well, women, I think, I think women just bring a, a women bring a different impact um, in the equation of politics. I think they approach things a little differently, and and uh, I'm excited for uh, for all of us to kind of we join forces sometimes and we shake things up a little bit and. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm proud of the other women that also serve in those roles as well. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think I first met you with Carl Palladino. And Carl would say uh, that, that you shook this up and that Sue shook this up and others, Kim, shook this up. And, 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 and if somebody said, oh, Trisha Turner led a bit of a revolt, he would say, yeah, that's Trisha. <laughs> because you're known for not having patience for people who just sit on their hands. You don't like it. Well, you know, first off, let me say that politics was not my first career. Of course. I actually went to college to be a teacher. I was a, a certified in special ed, regular ed teacher for many years, and then a mom for many years. Politics drew me in because I just saw the same old game happening over yeah. and over again. And, you know, I came off the sidelines, and this is should be an inspiration for, for anyone. If you're out there and you're, and you're frustrated, don't just be frustrated. Get involved. And that's exactly what I did. So, you know, from the sidelines, I jumped in. I joined my local uh, committee, and I started just helping out in elections, and I started to realize, wow, I can have an impact because the people who are elected in these positions have power over you. You should care about the people who have power over you. Right. And that's exactly what drew me in. Is And what makes me slightly dangerous in this world is – Literally, that's all I care about is right. putting in good people that have power over us, and I don't care about anything else. And so because of that, I do everything hard, I do everything strong, and I do everything pure motive. And that makes me pretty effective. So when I call someone up and I say to them, I really feel this way about this or that, I have – you know, credibility because people know I'm doing it for the right reason. And so there's plenty of you out here that are listening right now that are frustrated with the way things are going. Get involved. You can that have goes, impact. That goes for Democrats as well as Republicans. Get involved in your party committee. Let, let me tell you something. I want to bring John in from Rochester. John, are you there? Yes, I am, Michael. Uh, John, uh, I, I really appreciate you hanging on. Tony, please hang on. I'm trying to get to you as well. John, what's your question? 
Well, uh, number one, I agree with you on the leaks for David uh, Bellavia. That's that's atrocious, and it carried over to the Trump uh, investigation. Leaks in government are outrageous. But, Trish, i got a question for you regarding uh, the media bias. Uh, I'm, I'm an independent, but the Republicans are our last hope. So I'm, I typically go for Republicans. Uh, my question is this. The media bias there, you guys are fighting a heck of a fight against them. Democrat and Chronicle, the Buffalo News. Wall Street Journal, USA Today, it's always against the Republican uh, uh, platform in a lot of respects. So how do you how do you deal with that? Do you do you attack them? Well, first off, you know, you being an independent voter, you are part of the largest growing party, and mostly because people that are in in the that are blank independent voter and people get confused because there's an independence party but independent is a blank someone who's non affiliated a lot of it are just sick of the party the bickering and the fighting and but you know what i say is that that party the independent the blank voter they're the most powerful um, voter because they're the ones that actually generally decide the election they're the swing voters and so you're very representative of people that I'm talking to. And they're saying, they're noticing just what you're noticing, that the media is biased. They're noticing that there's an overreach. When the Democrats have full power, there's an overreach in what they're doing that's not good. And and honestly, I'm telling you, the independent voters are becoming more gravitating to what the Republicans are doing because the messaging that we have, uh, what we're putting forth as a party, is what affects everyday Americans. Right. You know, it's not about a progressive agenda. It's about what impacts my fa- my family, my life. And that messaging is far more resonating with the most important voter, the independent voter. Tony and Clarence, we have one minute. I want to hear what I, you've been hanging on like a good friend. What are you up to? Hi, Tony, Clarence. Tony? Well, we're going to go ahead. That's, that's fine. Sorry I missed you, Tony. But uh, Trisha Turner, uh, a Republican chairwoman from or Ontario County, thanks a lot. I hope you'll come back sometime. Absolutely. You know, I, I was so ha- happy to have you come because, you know, David had to go dark all of a sudden on Friday. He called me on Friday. Can you do this? You know, I was happy to do it. I actually tried to get Democrats to come in on short notice, and I think local Democrats here in Western New York are distrustful of me because I'm a Republican operative, they say. Um, I'm, I'm also kind of a, a barroom brawler when it comes to politics. <laughs> I've offended a few people. So there, it's hard for me to do it. Um, I'm thankful for the people who did consider it on the Democrat side and were unable to do it because their schedules were uh, uh, were too complicated and the last minute didn't help. Um, but, but I would have had a 50-50 show here like David likes to have. I'm glad in the absence of that that I was able to have Trisha Turner. Thank you, Trisha. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here today. You Appreciate know, sometimes it. if it can't be bipartisan, just bring a lot of great ideas that people of both parties can understand. And the, uh, the one part, thing we understand now is we're in transition here in New York and here in the United States, and we have to be mindful of what we're doing and, and building the party, Republican and Democrat, starts in many ways with demographics that have not been usual, important matters within the party itself and the Republican Party. The big problem is women. And your ideas are really welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate really appreciate it. it. I want to say two things before we go. We only have a minute and 30 seconds. First of all, to the Democrats who said that they didn't trust me or thought they didn't trust me and they didn't want to do this show, I fully understand. And I don't even – I mean, I think you're right. I think that I put out a certain edge and uh, 
and I apologize if you were offended by even being invited. <laughs> but there are some good commentary types in the, on the Democratic side who would have come in if I had given them enough notice, and I appreciate them as well. Next time around, if I do this show, I'll be doing it uh, with two sides on, like David, uh, to honor David's vision for Hardline. And even David Debo used to have it done this way. Secondly, so many people have texted and said, why didn't we devote the entire show to David Bellavia? I'm going to tell you why. Because David, right now David's in a bind. It was leaked on Friday and not announced by the White House. And this radio station, while it has a responsibility to report the news, also has a responsibility to help David get through a weekend when he is supposed to be dark and not making any comments. If I featured this entire show uh, on David Bellavia, I think it would hurt David. And I'm not willing to do that. The station is carefully uh, observing their ethical considerations to reporting the news, but also their commitment to David Bellavia and his family by letting the president make this decision. That's what I'm trying to honor. Thank you for listening today. Hardline, David Bellavia's show, filling in Michael Caputo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.